it's a bright and early sunny July morning you get up you get out of bed and you go and check your phone and you see the latest news bulletin monkeypox spreading like wildfire now the United States has 2,000 cases of this dangerous disease and you ask yourself well we have the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic that went on and that is still going on now is monkeypox really that dangerous but because you're a listener of the science behind that you go downstairs grab yourself a cup of coffee and turn on the latest episode of the science behind that where we discuss monkeypox welcome to the science behind that with atticus hamilton hello all you scientists and welcome on back to the science behind that I'm your host, Atticus Hamilton, and as you heard from the intro today, we were talking about monkeypox. So, we're going to try and break down today monkeypox's origins, what it's similar to, its symptoms, and whether or not you need to be uh, concerned about it. Spoiler alert, not really, but we're going to get into that a little in a little bit. First off, so monkeypox is in the same family as uh, smallpox, horsepox, and cowpox. Overall, that family is called poxviridiae, and out of all of those four, only two are still in existence, monkeypox and cowpox. Currently, every year, there's only around 150 cases of cowpox, and so the prevalence of that virus is significantly decreasing. But... Um, Monkeypox is a little different. So currently there's 2,891 people in the United States that are infected with monkeypox. And I was watching a, um, a news program the other night and I don't remember what this guy's qualifications were, but he was on there being like, it's a pandemic of monkeypox and everyone needs to worry about it. I'd like to break down for you guys the difference between a cluster, an outbreak, an epidemic, a pandemic, and a plague, because there are differences there. So a cluster is like 10 cases, 10 or less cases. It's a handful of cases of a disease in, in one location. An epidemic is a, or sorry, an outbreak is hundreds of cases of a disease, again, in probably one location, maybe two or three, but in the same country. And then an epidemic is thousands of cases, but in multiple countries, um, maybe like one or two countries. A pandemic is hundreds of thousands to millions of cases in, um, so millions of cases and hundreds of thousands dead in across the globe and then a plague is um, tens of millions of cases and millions dead or hundreds of thousands dead Um, and that's a plague so some plagues throughout history were basically bubonic plague and 1918 spanish flu is technically categorized as a plague so this current event of monkeypox is an epidemic it is not a pandemic and is certainly not a plague. Um, monkeypox, compared to its 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 cousins, is not that deadly. It's it's not really deadly at all. It has a case fatality rate 
rate of at most around 1%. Generally, it's it's less than that. It's like 0.5%. Very few people die from monkeypox um, because in all honesty, it doesn't do the same things that smallpox did. So with smallpox, there were um, two different forms of smallpox initially when it first appeared around 5,000 years ago. There was variola major and there was variola minor. Now, variola major was much less severe than variola minor with only around a 30% case fatality rate. Now, I know I say only, and you guys are like, Atticus, you know, that's far more than than corona, and you're right, it is. Um, in, t- um, in the 20th century alone, smallpox killed half a billion people, um, and that was variola major. But variola minor had a case fatality rate of around 60%, and that went extinct in 1700, whereas variola major went extinct in 1977 because of a global eradication effort. Now, one more thing before we get too much deeper into this. Some of you guys are going to be like, Atticus, what about chicken pox? Chicken pox is not a pox virus. It is a herpes virus, so it's in a different family. Now, that leads us nicely into how these things are named, right? Because you have chicken pox, you have monkey pox, you have smallpox. So these are old diseases, and because they're old diseases, they were named either after the person who discovered them or based on the physiological characterization of the disease. Because, you know, in 1300, when smallpox was first categorized, you know, we didn't have um, electron microscopes and we didn't have the ability to do molecular diagnostics. So it was basically just categorized on the symptoms and the, the clinical presentation. And so... When monkey, or, uh, sorry, when smallpox was first named, there was we already knew that syphilis existed. Now, smallpox is kind of a deceptive name because if you've ever seen the pustules of smallpox, they're not small at all. They're big, almost abscess-like pustules. Now, why was it called smallpox instead of largepox? Because syphilis was called largepox. So you couldn't have two large boxes, so they named smallpox, smallpox. And the only reason I bring this up is to just reflect to you that, the, you know, chicken pox is not a member of the pox veridiae family because the, the common name has virtually no relation to the family of viruses that, that they're in, that the virus is in. Sorry, I need a sip of my coffee there. So back to monkeypox then. So monkeypox is called monkeypox because it came from monkeys. The very first cases of monkeypox were from chimpanzee to human transition or transmission. And monkeys themselves can develop symptoms of monkeypox. So that's why it's called monkeypox. And I know there's some people out there who want to change the name for really no reason. That's why it's called monkeypox. Anyway, so the symptoms of monkeypox generally include fever, headache, muscle aches, backache, you know, swollen lymph nodes, chills, fatigue, and of course a rash. So the rash is really important. The rash starts in the mouth, in the back of the throat, and from there it spreads out to cover the surface of the face and the neck, 
and from there it spreads downwards over the chest, hands, feet, and genitals eventually. Um, and this is important because monkeypox is generally transmitted through sex. Now, it's not only transmitted through sex. It can be transmitted through close direct contact with the rash, scabs, or bodily fluids, or respiratory secretions during very, very close um, contact, so like kissing, that could spread it. But in general, um, it's spread through sex. Um, at least that's the most common route of transmission. And and there, this is important because smallpox, so you can get monkeypox through touching items that had touched the infectious rash, but it's far less likely. And the reason has to do with how the pustules are expressed. So smallpox is different than monkeypox in that it's spread very fast through not that close of contact through talking to somebody, respiratory secretions, or through contact with clothing. Cl- clothing. And the reason was because smallpox pustules ruptured really quick and they produced a lot of pus, and it's that pus that's that's infectious. And so when somebody had smallpox and they were talking to you, much like with monkeypox, the rash first appears in the back of the throat. And so when they would talk to you, those pustules in the back of the throat would rupture, and they'd basically be spitting pus in your face, which is a horrible thing to think about. But that doesn't really happen with monkeypox. It does eventually because the the pustules do kind of rupture with monkeypox, but not to the same severity as they did with smallpox. And so in that sense, it's a lot less infectious. Additionally, smallpox also used to, when it infected somebody, it would cause basically pustules on the internal organs. Monkeypox does not do that. It is almost strictly a cosmetic sort of disease, meaning that it it almost exclusively affects the skin and the epidermis, um, which is different than smallpox. And that's why smallpox was so deadly, because smallpox caused septicemia. But monkeypox does not cause septicemia. So... um, you know, all things considered then, is monkeypox really something that you should worry about? And in my professional opinion, because I am a microbiologist, (laughs) in my professional opinion, it's not really something that you need to worry about. And, you know, the main reason I say that is because, A, the biggest risk factors are older people or people with suppressed immune systems. And, you know, you're not going to get it really. I mean, you could, but in general, you're not going to get it from just talking to your neighbor, Phil. You know what I mean? So the primary way you're going to get it is by um, making out with somebody who's sick or having sex with somebody who's sick or any type of very long direct contact with them and it's just unlikely for that to that to happen to the the highest risk group of individuals older people or people who are immunocompromised because they're not 
you know, having direct close contact with a lot of different people to the same extent that young people are in general. And so that automatically decreases your risk of getting the disease. And number two, as I said, it has a very, very, very low um, case fatality rate, 1% at the max, generally less than 1%. And so the likelihood that if you get the first, the likelihood that you're going to get monkeypox is low. You know, there's only 2,891 cases in the United States, and that's that's pretty low. You're a lot more likely to get SARS-CoV-2 than monkeypox. And, and, and B, the likelihood that if you get it, you're going to die from it is extremely low, far less likely than that of... Um, of uh, SARS-CoV-2. Now, it's not impro- it's not impossible, but it's just very, very unlikely, especially for someone, especially for a young and healthy person. And so is monkeypox something to worry about? I mean, you know, if you're, if you're going out and meeting a bunch of new people, then I guess it's, you know, just like with every, every sexually transmitted disease or disease that's primarily spread through cl- close contact, it's something to keep in the back of your mind, but to worry about it, I don't really think that it's something to worry about. You know, it's definitely not the next great pandemic. Um, and that brings me to something else. I saw on, again, the news, a news program the other day. Uh, I'm not going to say the platform because, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings for the bad reporting, but you know, the, the news reporter asked this random dude who I guess had qualifications somehow, you know, well, could this mutate and, and turn into some deadlier form? And he was like, well, you know, that's possible. Ladies and gentlemen, this is really important. Smallpox was around for 5,000, well, 5,000 years ago, Right. And during that time, there were really only two major mutations, variola minor to vari- and variola major. Monkeypox is a double-stranded DNA virus. And for all of you virologists out there, you know why that's important. That's important because that means its genome is extremely stable. So the likelihood that you're going to get massive alterations is extremely unlikely and you would have to get massive ultra alter alterations to monkeypox to make it lethal or to make it very lethal that would require massive alterations let alone the alterations required to or the mutations required to you know make it more contagious so the likelihood that we're going to see um significant mutations in monkeypox that shift it from a non or from a relatively non-lethal poor spreading disease into an extremely lethal and highly contagious disease is very 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 unlikely just because it is a very large virus with a genome length of around 190,000 bases which is huge for a virus and it's double-stranded DNA which is the most stable genetic material that we know of currently and it has a, uh, a DNA-dependent DNA polymerase and a DNA-dependent RNA polymerase. And both of those have um, proof-check mechanisms that 
check the replication to make sure that um, any mutations that occur are corrected. You know, single-stranded RNA viruses don't really have that, but double-stranded DNA viruses, you betcha they have that. And they use host cellular machinery as well to replicate their genome. And so because of that, um, although smallpox doesn't use um, host DNA polymerase, it brings its own because it replicates in the cytoplasm. But anyway, (laughs) because of that, it's a very, very stable pathogen and the likelihood that we're going to see significant mutations, and I say significant because you'll get like one in every 100,000 uh, base replications, but um, the likelihood that you're going to get significant mutations is very, very low. So ladies and gentlemen, I wouldn't lose sleep over monkeypox just yet. Um, we could be, I could be proven wrong, you know, in the future. I hope I'm not. But I wouldn't lose sleep over it just yet. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had uh, you have a fantastic week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I will see you guys all on Friday where I think we're going to talk about the science behind steroids. So stay tuned for that. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, as always, stand up and question everything.